0: Uh, Getting out our abacus, abacai, abacus, and uh, trying to work out just how screwed independent they really are now. Welcome to episode 99 of London Pod. I'm Sam Kelly, as, as I usually am, and I'm joined by Dan Edwards, English Dan. Good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome, and uh, sorry for turning up late to the recording. Um, and <laughs> for, first time, for the first time, between the two of them in person, uh, English Dan is joined as well by Santiago Munya <laughs> Mun- I, I was trying to... <laughs> Beautiful, our names.
1: Munya Gurria Mun- Hello, everyone. Yeah, Gurria. Mm-hmm. I was
0: going to, to read it uh, before we started recording, but I arrived late so I forgot to, sorry. <laughs> uh, but welcome back, Santi. Uh, Sandy is our tamed Arsenal-Nifan uh, that some of you may remember from a few weeks ago who told us what that chess piece is doing on the Arsenal Club badge, uh, which a couple of people were actually interested in. So. Yeah, yeah,
1: it was surprising. I thought it was just useless trivia.
0: <laughs> We're also going to have to ask our listeners to just let Santiago off if he makes any slip-ups in his English while, uh, during this recording. I'll, I'll try and edit them if so, but uh, I might miss a couple because he hasn't spoken English since the last time the pod episode was that's, right. that's right, that's um, so, right. So sorry us for us. any slip-ups. Um, we've got, as we were saying just before we started recording, not the most exciting of Us" uh, match rounds this weekend um, just gone. No,
2: some really interesting games that just fell flat. Yeah no, what, a one, lot of nil nils. A right. lot of potential what,
0: five nil nils or lots of clean sheets, four. certainly. We had uh, four nil nils and another one, two, three clean sheets. Yeah. Um, only one of the
1: worst uh, in you know only, in goal only, terms. Yeah,
0: only two two games went over two and a half goals as well. Uh, Newell's Colon and Tigre Rafaela, Rafaela. Um, um both did that. But the first match and the one that we we're, we're gonna start off talking about because I've referred to it in the introduction. Is of course all boys um, against Independiente, where in uh, where all boys uh, returned from their classical defeat the previous weekend against Argentinos Juniors to beat Independiente two 0 with goals from Angel Beidoso got the second Brian one. Brian Sarmiento. Of course, Brian Sarmiento, Racing
2: player who never scored for us, and it's scored an absolute beauty of a free kick. No, <laughs> yeah. who's yeah, ever heard of that free happening free before? Nice. No, <laughs> strange. We were before. talking just <clears throat> so my voice is fucked. Yeah, we were talking just before uh, just before recording about how players go to Racing, like really well known players. So I think the example we used just now was Lucas Catroman and also Oshala who flopped at Racing even though he was he was pretty old already. But and then the opposite happens as well. <laughs> uh players once they leave Racing they seem to take on new life and just become rejuvenated and that seems to be happening with happening with Sarmiento which which is great, I think He's had a bit of a difficult career so far. I think I was hearing on Friday that he left quite, quite young to go to Spain. Never really found his place. He bounced between a couple of clubs there. Went to Racing. You know, fair enough. He played about four games in total. Never started. And still, he's kind of a player that's one of these players that's always been considered. You know, to have a lot of potential, but it's never quite happened for him. You know, being in the wrong club, the wrong, wrong time, not getting his place. But hopefully, yeah. I mean, it's, let's not go overboard. it was. One goal, like. From taking free kick, so but it was good to see. He had a had a very good game as did Vildoso
0: Yes, he did. <laughs> Who, for some reason, I have only given Vildoso a six out of ten. No, he was sure He won that. He won oh, that, that nice.
2: free kick as well. There. I mean yeah, so.
0: um, really, really good game. Yeah. Um. He he's now earned himself a new nickname as well. He's I think All Boys' uh, top scorer so far this year, and the press have started referring to him as El, El Angel del Gol. El, El <laughs> <del laughs> Gol. Um, kind of playing on, uh, on I think, Valero's old nickname, the optimist of the goal. Uh, Claudio Morel-Rodriguez, of course, was sent off because he's Claudio Morel-Rodriguez, and that's what he does. Um, he'd scored a goal, of course, against uh, Boca the previous weekend, so that he couldn't manage to play two decent games in a row. But really, what this leaves, and I've got an email, which I'm now going to try and log into, from uh, a friend of, of Hop Mariano, who was going to come along today, and unfortunately he's not been able to make it, um, and it was outlining the, the possibilities, basically, the, the mathematics and exactly what independiente need now um, following that game, because it leaves independiente. I know that before the game they needed something like 21
2: points to, how um, they to say, uh, depend on themselves. Yes,
0: absolutely. Um, Regardless of what, whatever um, the other teams do. And as you can imagine, that's not exactly gone, um, gone down that title since then. Uh, the, the match is immediately affecting it we should first of all say, uh, later on in the weekend, were Rafaela getting a 3-1 win away to Tigre. Massive victory for um, Rafaela. And Quilmes drawing 0-0 with San Martín de San Juan, which could have been worse from Independiente's point of view. Quilmes could have won. um, Or San Martín could have won. uh, Well, well, Um, really. But the the teams that Mariano's saying that Independiente need to catch effectively are... Kilmes
1: uh, and Kilmes is number one, I think. Uh, I think most Independiente fans think that Kilmes is the goal right now. Yeah. Yeah. And Kilmes is having a very good tournament, so it's it's not going to be easy for them. I think they're fifth or sixth right. Yeah, game? yeah. They're yeah. quite close to the the top positions.
0: Sure. They are. I'm just going to try and no, where is that? Oh, there we are. There
1: we go. Yeah, but going back to the Independiente match, it it never in the whole ninety minutes never seemed like Independiente had any shot. I mean, the first goal was eight minutes in the first half. Mm-hmm. Second goal was like. Uh, you know, late into the second half. Yeah. It just seemed like I had the whole control of the game. And, and it's, it's funny because, um, well, it's not funny in some ways.
0: Um, I uh, have heard since then uh, Mariano, who, who we were just mentioning, um, has a, a job sort of helping uh, the Hong Kong Jockey Club, who I write previews for, to prepare their odds for matches. And he noticed some very strange, kind of odd movements during the first half of this match, um, particularly on the over three and a half goal market. Um, it was really, really, really short odds on basically for almost the entire first half um, which is utterly bizarre and we were thinking mm, are we going to see loads of goals in the second half in this case because this looks like somebody's been bribed to make sure that this happens mm-hmm. and of course it didn't end up transpiring there was one late goal which is always slightly
1: yeah.
0: iffy. Um, but I, I got a, a message from Ed Malian hand of, hand, uh, hand of, hand of pod, friend of Hand of Pod um, the following day, and he confirmed to me that he's, he has somebody who knows these things, was how he told me I could refer to him, and he confirmed to him that people did attempt to uh, to bribe somebody involved in that game, mm-hmm. probably the referee. I uh, oh. can't imagine it being any of the players. But not for... force strange. win just for the no, goal. No, just, just for the goal. Total. For the goal. Clearly, strange, clearly, what mm. clearly with that happening, you know, the, the way that it ended up transpiring, it didn't actually end up happening. It didn't. Yeah, so yeah, but it seems weird, weird, because you know, you know, it doesn't
1: seem like the proper match to to fix that kind of uh, no. result because you know doesn't have a lot of goal power yeah.
0: no they've got quite, no, quite a well, no, few yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, all, all boys
1: matches going mm-hmm.
0: going over 2.5 is, is nothing particularly surprising but mm-hmm. quite a like say though being up front and you're deciding to yeah. bet
1: and make that the match that you bet on that's it um, <laughs> and, and how about Farias Farias seems to be in <laughs> Dreisfeld for yeah, like absolutely. last goal he scored was last, last match of the last tournament mm. he's been actually get out of the squad mm-hmm. for uh, this has uh, happened today uh Tolo Bacheco has just, you know, expelled him from the squad and oh, really? He's, yeah, yeah wow. he's not gonna play anymore. Well, wow, I haven't seen so, that. No, yeah. It seems like a strange match to to try and fix the
0: It does, yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. But of course the um, th- this guy basically told her that he was looking checking the markets during the end play and that the odds were about twenty five percent out from what they should have been. Oh, strange. Um, <laughs> throughout the game. Uh, just completely distorted they only kind of normalised towards the last 5 or 10 minutes when it became quite apparent that it wasn't going to go over it wasn't going to happen and a half <clears throat> yeah. um, okay
1: so it not going to score a hard trick this time
0: no but anyway that, Forever. that's the uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the Hand of Pod exclusive um, for the week and we thank you very much uh, Mr Malian um, who said I could name him and your unnamed uh, acquaintance who, who I am not going to name, Informant. Oh, because I actually know the name. Um, but anyway, here we go. And now, on to Mariano's email. Um, he said that the, this was written before killness and Rafaela's uh, matches. Um, so I'm going to need to just do some quick maths in my head. Uh, yeah, let's summarise it account. a little bit. It's quite but what, a little. It, what it boils down to is, if killness take... Um, now, Quilmes drew, didn't they? So if Quilmes take 14 points from the next 11 matches... I. Uh, 14 points for 33 to play for. Independiente will need to get 23 from those 33 to tie with yeah. Quilmes. This is why
1: I'm telling you that most Independiente fans think that Quilmes yes. this is, is why, the main round. It and this is why, is, why Quilmes yeah. forms yeah. in is So
0: good. Quilmes now have not lost since the first day of the, the Donell final. Yeah. In to which they are very unlucky to, uh, yeah. to and lose. And and as, as you guys uh, were time. saying, whilst I was looking for the email, they're fifth or sixth at the table, they're, they're playing fantastically. Um, they have drawn I think the last three in a row now, but... Um, it, it's you know 15 points in, in 11 games for them is, is nothing like undoable if they manage to take 18 points more Independiente need to get 32 of the 33 that they have to play for <laughs> to be able to draw them in other words yeah. if Quilmes wins 6 more matches Independiente have to win every single one of their remaining 11 games in order to tie with Quilmes not even to overtake them that would be to force a tiebreaker to see who goes down um, if Rafaela take no more than now because they won the other day it's now no more than 9 points Mariano email says 12 um, between now and the end of the season Independiente only 22 to go past them and if Rafaela can take 15 points more sorry it's 12 points more uh, Independiente will need 26 of the 30 33 points available to, to pass them
1: um, it's looking bad then for Independiente it is very much yeah it is I, I mean I, I got into um, Infierno Rojo which is one of the uh, biggest um, independent fan sites well and the forum <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the and the forum there uh, the 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 biggest thread there was which players should we get for next season in Nacional. so yeah that, that that really talks about what you know most independent fans are looking yes, for absolutely for next um, i think it's something that up till
2: now most Independiente fans had never thought about because they've i'm not going to say they're deluded because Ooh, football fans of any club are divided, it but mm-hmm. still With it's, Wibbert, it happened as well
1: yeah. until the last match they exactly. never thought it they've was been, going to happen and they've, they've been so thought.
2: complacent mm-hmm. like um, especially you know they started badly last season they thought oh no El Tolo, Gachigo's going to come in and mm-hmm. we're going to be saved and then you know this season they started even worse but they had that winning at Racing and then it was ah oh, no from now you know that's going to be the launch pad and well, yeah. absolutely they got
1: Montenegro for this season they Montenegro Farias and Montenegro Farias and Montenegro Farias and Montenegro, Montenegro um, actually
0: started the first couple of games he played pretty well yeah I, I, I think uh, he's a
1: great, great player uh, he was very very good at Mexico when he played before but mm, yeah. um, against our boys he was dreadful absolutely yeah. dreadful yeah.
2: so I think I mean, that's I mean. the thing you know they're up against so many teams you know he can use our boys maybe as the perfect example of this but there's others we can we can talk about as well teams like Belgrano teams like uh like, even on United, they're not particularly exciting, not particularly kind of dynamic football teams, but they're teams that run every single minute of the 90 and push you, like, chase you into the dressing rooms, as, as they say, like, as they say here. Absolutely. And, yeah, players like Montenegro, like, it's horrible to say, and it's a horrible cliche, but... It just doesn't seem like they're players for, for a or for a relegation team. Yeah, for
1: fight. a relegation team. Which is, yeah. And, uh, I mean, playing the relegation when you're in such a big team as Independiente, Independiente mean, has never relegated before in their history. Yeah. It's one of the only three teams in... No, exactly three. And I'm
0: going to pull you up on this when you finish talking. This, <laughs> it's you one, you one of know. the I'll three teams
1: me. in uh, Argentinian football with River and Arsenal, who's never been relegated. <laughs> Arsenal. Boc- oh, you're course. right, Boc- and Arsenal, I'm sorry. Uh, the so rea- it's, the there's a really high pressure in there. Mm-hmm. The reason I was
0: going to pull you up is because I was double-checking this myself and I discovered that Arsenal have never been relegated from the Primera, of course, uh-huh. but apparently they did have a relegation from Primera B to Primera well, C No, we didn't. At one point.
1: We didn't. And about the we're gonna to have to check it, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. that well, with the student We went so straight though? from Primera de on nineteen fifties up to Primera and never got relegated.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've read we have to go and check it. Possibly mm-hmm.
0: it was a, mm-hmm. a reorganization at some point of the division. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe. Um, as far so as I, I know,
1: I'd I've never
0: relegated. I don't want to relegated.
1: But anyway, what I'm talking about is there's a really high pressure. It's not the same playing for Unión who's getting relegated. You know, it's another relegation. But playing for Independiente who's getting relegated. One of the I, I, one of the four biggest teams in uh, Argentinian football uh, it's, uh, it's well, it be a just very high, high pressure duty, uh-huh.
0: yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the, you might have heard listeners uh, a few seconds ago Dan asking me what the table I've just brought up is It is the relegation table but what I've done is I've clicked on the column that will allow you to do this on the site to sort it by the number of points won so far this season um, and as you can see, because this effectively, therefore, is, is the table for Copa Sudamericana qualification. Correct. Uh, the teams in this table who aren't in the Libertadores, so if Lanús win the championship, they're in the Libertadores, so they don't go to the, the Sudamericana. And Vélez won't either. will uh, won't, Arsenal won't, Belgrano. Arsenal won't? And, and Newell's won't, oh, uh, sorry, no, uh, Newell's won't, because Newell's are in the, Sudomer, uh, in the Libertadores. Bélez won't, because they're in the Libertadores. Arsenal and Belgrano are the top two in terms of qualification. Oh, no, Arsenal in, in the Libertadores, the
2: Libertadores as well. I didn't realise that if they played the Libertadores yes. this year, then... Sorry, sorry
0: yeah, you're yeah, right, of course Arsenal in the Libertadores.
1: Sorry, I've yeah, go, yeah. yeah, go yeah. go up- got a few. I thought up- it was just for up- the... Next Wednesday is our big match against Strongest. So, in fact,
0: Belgrano are in the top place for Copa up- Sudamericana up- qualification at the moment, in terms of their performances this season, which, as I was saying, gives you a very good... Kind of idea of a team, a team who've come up and done really well. Yeah. But why would I you remember mean, why, why would Landers um, go in? Because they're in the no. Because they they qualify for next year's Libertadores if they win the championship. If if they win oh, the, the final, right. then they won't go into the Sudamericana. But also, they're now starting to send different sides. If, if you're
1: the, the best Canada. Argentinian team in the Sudamericana, you also get a pass for Libertadores. Yes. So, because it all makes such brilliant sense. Yes, yeah, <clears throat> entirely. Argentine football is so well organised. And who would go down then well?
2: if we had a normal 12-month
0: relegation? Unión, San Martín, and Tigre, who really aren't trying at the moment at all. But Independiente are only two ahead of Tigre themselves. So it's, not <laughs> acu- so it's not actually that unfair if we look at it. like For this season, it happens to align yeah. quite nicely. Mm-hmm. Three of the teams that. But what this this shows you, for instance, this season, this is the case, two years ago, Mm -hmm. and and one of the things that I was uh, on Twitter saying Mm -hmm. right after Independiente's loss on Friday night was Independiente are far more screwed now than River Plate were at this time of of the season. Mm
1: -hmm. Independiente may get get relegated before the last match of the Precisely, yeah. Whereas Mm -hmm. River,
0: at this point, in fact, River were only just about to embark on that disastrous run, which eventually They, they were... Somewhere up the round lower. Yeah, they table. had a
1: relegation bit of a um, string <laughs> yeah. with uh Jota, Jota Lopez and the end of the Dreads. Yeah, and they is a lot of draws,
0: right? A lot yeah, of yeah. They, they they beat Racing in the last uh, uh, until the weekend. We'll get onto this in the second, but the last uh, the big league, league big five classical um, that they'd won until this weekend, and after that they didn't win again for the rest of the season. Um, has to be against Racing, uh, right? Uh-huh. Every time. Yes. yes <laughs> um, so this just kind of illustrates. I mean, the season that River got relegated. Remember, they were something like sixth in the season-long standings. Um, yeah, it was so it's bad. not always entirely a sensible um, thing. But this this year, it just happens that it looks like they're going to overlap nicely the, uh, the actual relegation standings and last the time, time. <laughs> relegation standings by some fluke. Um, although it looks like Tigre are going to, to have some issues again in a year or two's time. Other matches... Oh, uh, but they do, they
1: do have last tournament where they were second. Yeah. So oh. I don't think that they're so, so screwed. Cause you know, no. last tournament when Arsenal won or a second yeah just in one point
0: one. A... Yeah, yeah yeah sorry yeah so, about last, last season yeah. yeah yeah so I mean it, it all but they've out. very badly mm-hmm. so far this season I think yeah, they yeah. need to start prioritizing mm-hmm. wins uh, mm-hmm. in the league yeah. rather than Libertadores um, which well we might as well go on to the second
1: match of the weekend now Tigre uh, lost to Atletico Rafaela they didn't get the win yeah Rafaela wanted. one of the I think one of the poorest squads in the whole Argentinian Primera um you know, if if you put the the squad's value in money, mm. I think they would be okay, the, yeah. the worst one. Mm. And I mean, Burro has done a really, really good job at um, getting some of these um, players from the Rafaela youth squads and some really, you know, you have Grassini in there who flew completely in Racing 2, and uh, he's playing.
2: Let me like say good that, Grassini, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of the opinion of Racing fans is that um, Grassini was always very unlucky and mm-hmm. with us. Because he showed Some excellent times I remember he Played a couple of excellent, Brilliant games But he had so many injuries He's a player that mm-hmm. Kind of lives on the Treatment table I think it was the same In all boys as well Kind of started really well But then he got Bogged down with injuries But he's a player You know Kind of very delicate Kind of number 10 Loves having yeah, yeah. the ball Of his feet But he's not a bad Player at all And you're right He wouldn't be You know You look at him And, and what he's done In his career And you think um, Another flop Another player That's never going To yeah. leave Argentina But yeah. for that kind of level For Rafael He's you know, perfect kind of player, and it speaks a lot for for kind of how they've been looking for players, and they've got people like Chance as well. Yeah, part started
0: the Banfield, so they got relegated. Yeah,
2: two No, but very decent left midfielder, like kind of dangerous in, in what he
1: does. He yeah, first Vida, goal was Ellochans. Uh, Chance Yeah, cross. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. no, all, all decent players for a club fighting relegation, definitely.
1: Yeah, but, you know, if, if you look at the Rafael squad, you'll you find a lot of players who are really well-known for the Argentinian um, no. public. You have, um, you know, Sebastián Carrera played for Arsenal, for example, but he was like four years ago. He didn't really that well. And then you have guys like Matias Passore, I don't, Fasore, know. I don't so even know who he is. And, and, you know, Serrano, Walter Serrano, and, and yeah, Diego Vera. Yeah. You know, it, know. It, it isn't really a, a star squad. No. I think Buruchar has done a really good yeah. job.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tigre are mm-hmm. T- better than they were during the tournament in About mm-hmm. the best they can say, right? Mm-hmm. They it, they've, yeah. they've won a couple of matches. They're clearly distracted a little bit by the Libertadores, but yeah, they've got a fairly small squad. Mm-hmm. But they'll be uh, out of yeah. that very soon, so... Yes, yeah. and yeah. hopefully they'll, they'll it. pick up a bit then, because they really need to... How, how is strange
1: Tigre winning Libertadores? Are they... not they doing awfully. They, mm-hmm. uh, Are they already out? They no, out? They're no, they're not out, not yeah, but they're because, they played,
0: because they played one, uh, they've only played four matches in their group, whereas most of oh. the other groups have played five mm-hmm. matches already. Um, I'll bring it up now. But they mm-hmm. got beaten last week, was it last week? This is the level of research that goes into Handma Pop <laughs> um, Here we go Let's see Tigre are in group 3, 2 They're one bottom one. of group 2 4 matches played They are They're only 6 behind Palmeiras who are the 2nd place side oh, Sorry 3, three behind, behind Palmeiras mm-hmm. who are 2nd place 5 but behind Libertad one go, No 1 go in But they've got to down. Yes Precisely uh, 6 <laughs> conceded uh, And they've now got to I think they host Cristal and then visit Libertad in the last 2 matches uh, or either that or the other way around um, no I think you're right so let, let's have a very quick look at room uh... 2 bear with us listeners and do excuse the <laughs> children again are uh, joining us as usual uh, yes they visit Libertad in the last game and they host uh, in Freestyle you, no. later tonight Yeah, an hour and a uh, quarter indeed um and they really need to win both of those matches in order to have a chance to go through. And they're not going to win both of those matches. No, nah. <laughs> nah, uh, that's very I, nice. Guy. I like them too. They have my favorite captains armband in all of Argentine football. Uh, Martín Galmarini's
1: rainbow-colored
0: uh, arm sash, or whatever you'd like to call it. Um, Cubero
1: also has that one, though. Does he? Yeah, yeah, he does. He has the rainbow-colored um, captains. i uh, not noticed <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. Cubero. Mm. Mm. Which goes really well with his high-pitched voice. Yes, <laughs> it's very masculine. But yeah, th- 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 this was a strange match for me. I mean, I, I didn't expect Rafaela to get it. That- I mean, uh, Tigre were home in this, um, mm. uh, it's a- it was a home game for them. Rafaela pulling off a- an away win like that. And I-, I think it was a big match for them. It
2: was a massive. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I think. Well, we were just talking about their relegation before, but you got to say now Rafaela they're,
0: they're looking very good to stay up. Mm-hmm. They are yes. Very, and, uh, as, as we're saying, they they need, as Mariano was saying, mm-hmm. something like fourteen points more to make it yeah, uh, actually mm-hmm. impossible for, for them to drop. I think they're safe. Yeah, I think they're safe. They're not going to go down. No, uh, I'd agree with that. Uh, one team who aren't going to go down is Unión. Um, yeah, uh, they through mm-hmm. nil nil with Argentino Chuneo So who are now unbeaten in three games under Ricardo Caruso Lombardi. Um, still still play, they, have yeah. <laughs> they have scored one goal. Yep, they've kept two clean sheets. They they've won one at home and drawn two away. And but two away. Draws that's the balance. you live for with
2: Caruso? Caruso? One goal, five points. That's yeah. It. I mean, I'm exactly I have, have to say team team right now. Averages. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's too, it. Though, right? um,
1: I have to say I'm a very big Caruso fan. Um, last, you remember last hand of card that we talked and we and I said uh, Argentinos is going to be the next Banfield. Mm. You know that team that doesn't seem to uh, be so complicated with the relegation and then starts. Getting complicated, and yeah. end of the season, go down. Under um, Caruso, it's not going. It's not going to happen. Uh, we, He's we the said, miracle man.
0: We said to a couple of people who I, I took along to the uh, the Argentinos versus All Boys the Clásico um, mm-hmm. a week in a bit ago uh, that this guy was a new manager. of for Argentinos It was his second spell Obviously he'd managed All boys before He'd managed Platense Before I We were both mm-hmm. talking about Defensores um, too We were talking about yeah. Sorry yeah, no, Me and Dan Racinas um, and Lorenzo Yeah All about rivals Probably half of the Primera Division yeah. Was yes. managed by Caruso yeah. Right now yeah. mm-hmm. All yeah, <laughs> The lower half <laughs> but, uh, Yeah The uh, lower half I'm saying that mm-hmm. There was some stat That I read about him Like a year ago Or something Saying it's something stupid Like he's been involved In ten different Relegation battles and he's only been
1: relegated once. And the only one time that he got relegated, af- before he he started, you know, in Quilmes, he said, we're going to get relegated. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I'm just doing... And he gave a my head job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
2: head And of he job. said,
1: I'm going to make the best team for Ben Nacional. Mm-hmm. So he said before, um, we're going to get relegated, but I'm trying to make the best team for, for next season. Yeah. So and, yeah. and as I said... I I'm pass- a Caruso believer, you know, I can't I can say
0: I, I I don't like him. <laughs> uh, like his, his style but as mm-hmm. I said after the after the Classic on last week's episode um, it, nowhere near as nice to watch as sure as Argentinos but the defence is a lot tighter
1: yeah of course mm-hmm.
0: and that makes an enormous difference then to the confidence going forward if they can snatch a goal then great yeah. if they can't mm-hmm. then they'll settle for the draw and he's brought funnily enough Leandro, uh, Ricardo Caruso Lombardi is brought Leandro Caruso back into the squad he have mm-hmm. been almost
1: frozen out by short sure. sure. I mean uh, you're a Racing fan Caruso really got Racing out of relegation problems yeah really he's
2: a um, very very mm-hmm. funny in Racing
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah, he saved them from from relegation. And
1: as I said uh, a couple weeks before on Twitter, if it wasn't for Caruso, the Pope would be the fan of uh, a Nacional team because uh, it was be- yeah. because of Caruso that um, San Lorenzo aren't you know yeah. the Pope's team, San Lorenzo. Um, they 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 got out of relegation at the last uh, the last moment because of. Yeah. Well, because of yeah. Carlos Bueno, but also because of Caruso, I think. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it's talking of San Lorenzo, they drew 1-1 away to Vélez Sarsfield in the quasi um, of last weekend. Uh, the goal, San Lorenzo's goal, was from, oh, that horrendous Leandro Navarro. Uh, Ezequiel Rescaldani scored in the 10th minute of the second half for Vélez. Yeah. And then... Navarro strange goal sent yeah. in a long good sort of looping free kick into the box for somebody to get a head on um, he'd taken it from somewhere near the halfway line bounced in the box nobody got a head on it goalkeeper got blinded by the sun
1: blinded by the sun and yeah that was it looped over
0: his head and, and into, the, uh, into the net
1: I think the most important thing of this match right now in Argentinian media is why Ivanez was in the goal uh, and not you know, uh, <laughs> good old Migliore yeah. who got um, we, we some this. jail time. He did. Yeah, um, we just started this yeah. okay. episode
0: mm-hmm. because it happened just after the news came. Um, but we can give an update, which is that uh, Migliore, apparently the, the court are going to ask for him to be uh, put in preventative prison, uh-huh. um, which you can probably tell us, give us a better idea of what that means. Preventative Preventive prison. Preventive Preventive custody. Preventative custody. custody, sorry, yeah. right, yeah which is like it's not house that's, arrest is it? Yeah, it's kind of conditional bail or something like that
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of a house arrest Yeah mm-hmm. but uh, he, he was also in a um, SESA prison with some of the cachejeros band which is uh, I, that's yeah, that's 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 which was that. quite that, funny yeah. um, Cachejeros is a band Argentinian rock band who's uh, infamous for holding a concert a couple of years ago where there were a lot of killed people um, people died there because there was a fire inside of the Venue.
0: Related, dragging <laughs> this back to, to Migliore, though, um, AFA have, have told San Lorenzo that they're going to be allowed to sign another goalkeeper because Migliore, of course, is going to miss the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So he will. Uh, San Lorenzo have developed a slightly um, distasteful, uh, in my view at least, uh, habit. Now Navarro uh, dedicated his goal on Saturday, to Migliore, <laughs> uh, that was for you, Pablo. and We're all behind you, and they're very much supporting him. Even though this is a man who has uh, pretty much been caught red-handed trying to harbour a murderer. It's,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, so. slightly kind of. <laughs> and also, the um, everyone in Salamansa is behind him. I mean, the president, Lamens, they all said like, "We're behind Migliore. We support him." Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's all a bit shady, but yeah. it's always a bit shady in Argentine football. So
0: indeed, it is. Uh, next one Godoy Cruz Belgrano 0-0 Quilmes San Martin de San Juan 0-0 do we have anything to say about either of those matches no nah,
2: both pretty awful matches awful like, matches yeah this was the game Quilmes really could have done with winning as we just said like, yeah. it Godoy would have Cruz. opened up a big gap over Independiente at the bottom but Godoy
0: Cruz have still only lost one game that was to Lanús 1-0 the, the week before last mm-hmm. um, San Martin Palermo still going great guns in his starts of management yeah no, um, but
2: nothing more, two pretty disappointing games,
0: especially you got a Cruz from what I heard, it was a bit of a shocker. Indeed, and now we get to the part of the weekend where the uh, we move away from the relegation uh, table and begin to discuss uh, the title race because suddenly um, River Plate are back in it. Yeah. Having yeah. done it a, a week or so ago, like they might be slipping away from it after a, a draw with Bellet Sarsfield. Um, two consecutive draws for Lanus, a Newells really shocking defeat at home to Colón um, they were unlucky though Well, they, they were really unlucky
2: they, they were playing with, in with about um, five minutes from Gigliotti yeah. and Newell's carried on a lot of, of reserves Colon though for the Newell squad a
1: lot of reserves yeah. because they're saving their best players for Libertadores mm. and I believe it was uh, the first win for Colón in the, in the whole um, first game. yeah first win was in the, well.
0: the tournament final something like that which is funny because
1: Gigliotti is the best the goal scorer yeah he's getting goals it's
0: just the defense has been devastating Indeed, um, and he's uh, also got a yellow card, which means he's suspended for their next match. Um, mm-hmm. So, if you're expecting Colón now to bounce and get some confidence into their game and go and win next weekend, don't, it's don't probably worry. not going to happen. Um, but the reason that River that this all catapults River back in is because right before those two matches, uh, River visited Avellaneda to take on Racing in Argentina's oldest Clásico, and they got their first league um, win over a
1: Classic. big five Classic. Opponent, Classic. In opponent in since, two years since mm-hmm. the last
0: time they beat Racing on the
1: 30th of <laughs> April <laughs> 2011 yeah. there's um, a huge paternidad guys. what we call paternidad <laughs> oh, yes. which means yeah. historically River has beaten Racing almost every time
0: yeah mm-hmm. uh, it's the old, as I say the oldest classico in Argentina it's also one of the most one-sided as several always used to say when, when he was on hand the Pod as well uh, goals from um, Gonzalez, Gonzalez Pires, 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 well, and Lancini.
1: Yes. Um, Brilliant match by Lancini. Fantastic headed
0: goal from Leonardo Gonzalez Pires yeah. as well. With a corner the executed by Lancini. The wrong mm-hmm. side of the penalty spot yeah. to take it.
1: Brilliant corner it kick was. by Lancini as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Lancini's best game for River. Yeah, I mean, probably before mm-hmm. or after the, the spell on the Fluminense. Um,
1: and really I think game. we really need to talk about <laughs> Ever Valanta. First match, Colombian guy, you know, twenty years. So.
0: Called up because River have got an injury list in defence that's longer than about five different people's arms. Yes.
1: Um, yeah, River R- have got. Um, yeah, no one quite knew who he was
2: in the, in the stands <laughs> where, like, where I was. Yeah, where I'm um, always go. this kind of River come out and
1: you know, who's who's this he, guy? <laughs> he kind
2: of yeah, and he draws attention for yeah, of course. He stands out. out. Let's mm-hmm. let's not be yeah, let's not fancy. He's, he's black. Words. Yeah, of course, not bad. Everyone words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a oh, color so everyone person. A black
0: guy. A guy. a black
1: guy What's the a flag flag? playing in yeah. River. Yeah. So this is Everbalanta, Balanta, Colombian guy, 20 years old. Um uh, uh, he's not even signed in, in River. Debut, he's, yeah. he's not even a pro. Oh childist. No. he's not so he's an amateur player and um, Ramon Diaz had to put him in because he has no more central defenders. And he I had suspect, a brilliant match. I
0: suspect he'll be getting a professional contract
1: Soon. pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, Passarella. Zombie! Yeah. No,
0: Nesta.
1: Um, Nesta. Pasarela, the... Um, I apologize for that. The, <laughs> the he's River so, so
2: quietly on the sofa and you blame him. <laughs> Sorry, Zombie.
1: Um, the River say. president, Passarella, has said that he's... Um, he's he says that 10 million euros just go for half of this guy's um, contract. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he says that he's we yeah. get some faxes from um, European teams for every Valente already <laughs> and saying that this guy's worth 10 uh, million euros. And he this said that's, that's only us. half of that. This, this is that Funes Mori is, He's fond of over, um, you know, Overrating players, but still,
2: yeah, I right. had
1: a brilliant match. Not easy for a 20-year-old guy, Colombian guy, playing in a, ma- in a country which isn't. Well, one thing
0: I'd like to ask, Santi, I don't know whether you'll be able to, to tell us, or maybe whether Dan can tell us. But if clearly Valanta has been registered with the first team squad. Yeah. If he wasn't, then he wouldn't. You know, at, at the start of the year. because if, yeah. if he wasn't, then he wouldn't be able to to, to play, play yesterday yeah. at all. Yeah. So why have they got a trialist registered in the first team squad?
1: What, um, it's I mean, not like River are actually
0: short of defenders see, I mean, those defenders are all fit it's just, Yeah, they're, no, all, yeah they're, they're
1: all injured mm-hmm, They're all injured well,
0: I guess um, they've got loads of players are actually registered But well, no, max, the maximum 35 max well, Although well, they're yeah, under 20, play, 25 They're registered, too mm-hmm. So that might be it, if it I'm not like entirely 20,
1: sure so about how season. many players you're able to, to register But I know, this I know that when you're not a pro You're only allowed to play 25% of the season's matches so, uh, Ever yeah. Valenta, uh, uh, he, he's gone. This is his second match actually because he was a substitute for another match before. Right. So, he's only allowed to play eight more matches, but I, I believe there's only 10 more so matches right to he go. So, he, he's able to play uh, most of the matches oh, right now okay. uh, without having a professional contract. He's just an amateur right now, he, he doesn't have a contract for River.
0: In fact, um, I'm now going to look up his date of birth because it's just occurred to me that Yeah, he, he's 20 years old he was, if he was under 20 at the start of the Donnell Finale; they wouldn't have had to register him as one of the 35 either Yeah, it just turned Yeah, 28th of February, 20. so he'd have been fine so that's why he's registered as an under 20 for the story There we go um, But yeah, so to be fair the that, name?
2: I think to be absolutely fair Racing didn't exactly give him the hardest of games We should no, say that Racing had perfect. a
0: nailed on penalty that's true. Not given. Luis Marea yeah. cut inside, got taken out. I think accidentally taken out. It wasn't particularly vicious, yeah. but it was. But it was a penalty. No, it definitely. was definitely a vicious. penalty. Though. Um, yeah. by Carlos Sanchez, and it should have been a penalty all every day of the week. Uh, that was at one 0 quite shortly before half-time, if I remember right.
2: Yeah, about ten minutes before half-time. There was, was also uh, Bruno Sokolini header that came off the bar. Mm, uh, said Campo goal I think that was ruled offside. I haven't it. it. was yeah. offside. side I haven't seen it since, but it did seem like offside. We just got really pissed off in the stands because the linesman <laughs> raised his flag really late. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, which is quite irritating. But yeah, from a Racing point of view, it was an absolute shocker of a game. They won
0: anything in midfield, right? I mean, Sukolini and. Uh, actually, oh, Boletti. Uh, yeah. Boletti <laughs> was. I'll was, yeah. I've them three and two. No, Boletti was
2: absolutely <laughs> disgraceful there. No, he
1: was. He wasn't
2: says, and neck. then Zuelia came out and and him after the game, saying, oh, you know." Uh, Missing all the short guys, passes. The guys who mm-hmm. have the ball, the guys who like to play the ball, never, <laughs> are never liked. It's like, if you just watch this fucking game, they, mm-hmm. like, yeah, he had the ball and then he gave it to a river player every single time.
1: Yeah, that's it's true. Like, he r- missed he all the short player passes, player every player. single yeah. short yeah. pass.
2: Mm-hmm. But I, don't, I don't know if you can, you know, he played an awful game, but I don't know if you can blame him entirely. It just seemed that from the midfield upwards, I thought the defence with Racing, they started off a pool in Lee, but after that they kinda they solid, they got a bit more solid. But from midfield forward there just seemed to be no coherence, I
0: think. Sure, but the they main said, the main thing that bolatti has been blamed for, at least in the press, is the fact that he was him if you gave the ball away right at the end. No, that was Was it? Was it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was Zukolin. Oh was sorry, at so, mm-hmm. the yeah. very end. No, it was just because he played shit. It was mm-hmm. still 1 yeah. 0. Uh, uh, Rassing had a corner, threw almost everybody forward. Succolini stayed back around the halfway line to mop it up in case the ball got cleared. Yeah. The ball did get cleared. Succolini mopped it up brilliantly and then played a fantastic ball just perfectly into the path of 60 uh, metres. You know, Manuel Ancini, more or less. Mm-hmm. Who went ran, on ran, to ran, take ran, it yeah. round Succolini, then take it round the goalkeeper after yeah. just.
1: Succolini actually ended out up on size. the ground on this particular play. On the was, ground.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think that was actually quite intelligent of Safa. In the mm. end, because how many times have you seen that kind of that kind of situation? The goalkeeper goes down, takes out the the attacker, and ends a red card. That Absolutely. could have easily happened, but you no, of, So yeah, you kind of thought, you know, Nothing this game's get it done. Yeah, this game's over. I can either give away a red card <coughs> a penalty, and I think they'd already made the free subs. So like, an alpha player it's gonna be a goal anyway. Or I can kind of yeah, it's gonna be a goal. I'll, I won't take the player down and then I'm still alright really yeah. to play but against exactly.
1: yeah it's still a shock for me um, I, I don't think it was a particularly good match by River but it was an awful match Rasmussen I, I, was,
0: yeah. I was happy enough mm-hmm. with River look solid midfield in the back mm-hmm. and I was impressed as I say, with Lanzini uh, the forwards were great again uh, in this case it was uh, Rogelio Funes Mori and Carlos Luna uh, Funes Mori
1: had a very funny play where he tried to pull off a bicycle and then kind of flopped kicked the ball kind of bounced back in a defender and bounces on his head, which was quite funny. Um, yeah, it just uh, adds up to the Funes Mori bashing.
0: Possibly possibly the worst game Funes Mori's played since Rivers Relegation, actually, I think. Yeah, which um, is a lot to say. And, and, and as I said, no, well, as, as I said, since, since they went down, I was, um, I've toned back a lot of my criticism of him, and I think he did a very good job in the B um, he was yeah, key he, to absolutely key to getting Ripper back up again. He provided both of the, the assists for Tressa again on the last day of last season. But he was pretty shit. And he's been all right in the games that he's played so far this season. But on on Sunday he he really yeah. was not very good.
1: I always say that Funes Mori, when he gets out of River, he's going to be a beautiful and great goal scorer. <laughs> but in River, he's he he he's not going to do it. And there's a lot of players who just do that. I mean, the, in River, he's meh you know, it's uh, well. Mm. Biggest example we have is, of course, number nine player of the Argentinian uh, football squad, uh, Iguain, which was, you know, Iguain decent,
0: a fantastic player, decent
1: player in but River. Without, without goal scorer, yeah, yeah, but I mean, in in the in his River stint, he was mm. decent, or maybe a little more, a bit more than decent, but not a, you know, what we call a crack. But after he got out of River, beautiful. And there's a lot of people who do that And I think Funes Mori When he gets out of the football squad Of the River football squad He's going to be brilliant but Right now
0: We'll see
1: I think that the, the, big, the big thing for me from, from it, Apart from obviously
0: Three really important points Partly for the team morale Because River haven't won in a couple of games uh, Partly in, the, in a funny way In the relegation table Because it now puts them just five points away From the 50 point target The teams tend to set themselves After they've been promoted not that River have set themselves that target of course but in my opinion they should have been doing it. they should say uh-huh. avoiding relegation is the main priority um, yeah I
1: don't think they're thinking about that though third. I think they're thinking about the championship
0: indeed some joint second in the table they're level on 16 points with Newell's old boys and just two now behind Lanús who were held uh, against Boca Juniors But and just one point results,
1: above Arsenal which is yeah. their next match mm. which is going to be a very interesting match Absolutely. if it wasn't because Arsenal is going to uh, have mostly reserves in this match because yes, they're, the door, they're so. going to play Libertadores on Wednesday um, so it's probably going to be a bit of an easy win for River but apart from the
0: results and what it means for the, the league table I, the biggest thing for me was the performance of just um, as I say I think the best performance that he's, he's given for so River. you think that's Lanzini now then to the to the number 10 position well I hope he's given another chance this weekend against Arsenal Um and then we'll see. I, I just hope he can continue to replicate yeah. it because he's, to some extent, I have to admit, and I'm a fan of this, but you have to admit that to some extent he's, he's flattered to deceive slightly since he came yeah. back from Brazil. So, yes, uh, Manuel Antini, I think, is the big plus for that one, and I hope he does get the chance uh, next week um, and, and takes it again. Because I think this could be, if he manages to maintain that level, it could be the start of. of uh, a yeah. you know, fantastic engagement for the River um, the two matches that followed it were the ones that meant that that win for River did not go in vain in the title race as well as in the relegation uh, table Newell's very surprisingly lost to Colón, as we already said Emmanuel Gicliotti scoring twice in about four minutes um, and then the Newell's goal before I open up the uh, the statistics for the match can anyone remember who it was because I can't it- Newell's
1: can- it was really, a lovely uh, goal uh, <laughs>
0: I can't remember who got it let's have a look it was Horacio Orsan of course a uh, uh, young kind of substitute midfielder uh, he wasn't a substitute he was a starter it was on me that was on me wasn't it yeah. uh, he was a starter on um, on Sunday but he's he's been a obviously Newell's for playing a largely reserved lineup. up Enzo Belovso at right back I never heard of him um, Orsan's one of my favourites the, the, the young crop that Newell's are bringing through now putting on a subs in the Libertadores mm-hmm. intending to start in the league I think he's a fantastic midfielder He's a proper old Well I don't know about Old fashioned But a, what you call a modern Kind of number 8 Box to box He's Loads of energy Pretty tall So he's good in the air When, when balls come in um, I've really enjoyed Watching him and, and it was As you say It was a fantastic ball uh, A fantastic goal yeah. Nice little ball Into his path And then a very clean finish Just mm. stabbed it Past the goalkeeper Just before the keeper Could beat him to the ball
2: Yeah I think You can't re- I mean we said it was a, a surprise but I think looking at the team You can't really say It was that much Of a surprise saying yeah, yeah it's not a stress stress and not But regardless of no.
0: all of the players who are who out there have been in and around the fringes for a while. Martino clearly knows how to deal with young players, and they're all familiar with the system. Yeah, yeah. It's the same system they use, whether they've got all of the stars in, whether they've got none of the stars in. They always use the, the same system, the same formation, and normally it works. And Colón hadn't won in something like 12 matches. Colón on, yeah. crap. I still no. I still that's don't think Colonia yeah, like a bad team. I still think a bad team. I'm gonna insist they they've had a, they've had an awful
2: run, an awful awful run. But I don't think they're a bad team.
1: Yeah,
2: they're a team that plays bad, but, but they're cool. not a bad team. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah.
1: I uh, I I mean Newell's um, they're they're not too bad in the in the tournament race if you if you actually look at no, it. No, well, as I was say, um, this
0: this this is why. Um, it's big for the t- title race because oh, second. Saying, River and Newell's now jo- effectively joint second they're both on 16 yeah. um,
1: but I mean their, their focus is at the Libertadores still so yeah. um, that's why totally. they um, decided to get all sausages for this match
0: and 16 points leaves those two sides only two behind Lanús now because for the second week running the leaders have been held uh, this time it was 0-0 away to Boca Juniors and it was the first time this year that Lanús actually were the second best side on the pitch I think yeah.
1: I didn't um, see it, so... Yeah. I, I, I think this was a strange match. Why? Because so, um, after, after the halftime Boca. mark, both teams decided that the draw wasn't, wasn't too bad. Yeah. And they both settled for the draw. Why? Because Boca said, we're going to get a draw with our substitutes to the best team in the league. Mm. And Lanou said, okay, we're going to get a draw as an away match. To Boca, which yeah. is obviously the hardest, probably the hardest um, match when you see the whole fixture. You say, okay, we're going to the Bombonera. This is probably going to be the hardest match, you know, and yeah. so far for the and whole I how much
0: we laugh at Boca's poor form. The fact is that they are one of the, before the, the Union, which was a shock loss a couple of weeks ago, uh, they were unbeaten in something like 15 games at home. Yeah,
1: of course, going to the bomber is always, always going to be, it's always been and it's always going to be a, a hard stand for any team, yeah. and um, yeah, I think that they've all settled after the, you know, 10 minutes in the second half, they've all settled for the draw.
0: <laughs> we'll just let that small child stop screaming for a second, uh, but I think that's... Pretty accurate, really. Something I don't know <clears> much about. <throat> well. uh, I saw the, the whole game. game. The it was a bit of, It was a very boring game. Very much in terms of chances at all.
1: Yeah, for yeah. I mean, was playing on one leg, uh, which yeah. was quite strange. Um, Doesn't he always play on one leg? <laughs> yeah, he's come kind of. Back? Uh, it's quite
0: I, th- there was a report when I was basically when I, last last week when I was writing my previews of this game because they have to be uh, submitted fairly early in the week. They have to be translated into Chinese during the week, so I have a quite an early submission day. Which said that Riquelme probably wasn't going to play either in the Libertadores last week or in the um, at the weekend against Lanús. But that if he did play in the Libertadores, he definitely wasn't going to play against Lanús. And he did play, uh-huh. play in the Libertadores. It's, it's both games, yeah. So I could have actually in the Libertadores, he was out um, yeah. against Lanús, and he ended up playing the whole of the Lanús game as well.
1: Mm-hmm. It was quite strange because in the Libertadores game, uh, one of the first, I think it was a free kick or something, that was you know. One of those free kicks that you say, this is a Riquelme free kick. Yeah. And he didn't even try to, to shoot at the goal. He's really, he, he he's not having a, a, a good time right now. I mean, he's obviously on one leg, as I said. It's quite funny how the biggest team in Argentina football is having one of their main players play when he's obviously not fit to play. Do you but think still,
2: for, for Bocca now, having Riquelme in the team, it serves a more, maybe for more? like morale and kind of the feeling around the squad the actual what he can do on the pitch. Absolutely. So I get that feeling yeah. kind of when Raquel there, everyone kind of raises their game around him. Yeah, yeah. Just because he's Raquel.
1: Yes, that's true. More, mm-hmm. well, yeah, because... But even, he's even if he, even team, even he's from like, one uh, leg, he, he manages to get some pretty decent plays. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember one play in the Lanús game where he sets up... Um, I think it was uh, well one of his forwards. He sets Palacios. him up beautiful. Palacios. Yeah, I, I think it was Palacios sets him up for a beautiful, you know, just hand in hand with the goalkeeper, and then he missed it. But still, I mean, Bekenma, even if he's on one day, he can he can really make the difference. But this was a strange match. What what I re- um, the the funny thing about this match was this. Um, you have Lanus. The manager of Lanús is of course Guillermo Barros Scilotto, which is a famous Boca player. And the assistant manager is Gustavo Barros yes, which yes, is his right. twin. No, no, no. So, <laughs> what happens if the referee tries to send Guillermo off? Because this time, no, no, no. Gustavo actually got sent off. But what happens if Guillermo gets actually sent off? And they are both dressed the same, and they're both identically. They're both identical twins.
0: How can, I mean, can you be certain that yeah. How can you be certain the that
1: the actual one so that you're, you're is,
2: expelling it essentially <laughs> turns into the parent trap. Yeah.
1: yeah. So let, let's it's say really that Guillermo gets expelled yeah. for the next match. Who's gonna be able to <laughs> say that the guy who's showing up there is Guillermo yeah. or Gustavo? Well I'm, they can I'm really bad at, at telling twins apart. Oh, they can just
2: go in the bathroom
0: at half time, change clothes and yeah, get yeah that's true. this is what Jose Mourinho would do if his identical brother was was his assistant manager of prison, Jose Mourinho? That's exactly the kind oh. of trick he would like. play. Yeah. Um, and this brings us now to the last game of the weekend. Of course, Arsenal won. this nil. Beautiful game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's this. say I saw none
0: thing.
1: of it. Uh, I, nah, I saw the whole thing. Yeah, I saw, I saw mean, the whole if thing. thing. If, if this
0: was a normal hand pod recording, I'd be asking uh, Dan or Joel whether they'd seen any of it, and I think normally they'd probably say no. I, I actually watched this game. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I know that we've got at least one person who certainly was paying a lot of Two. attention to it. So, Mariano. Take it away we let Yeah, off. yeah, yeah I, I mean, Jara so. got
1: sent off at the, I think it was the 30th minute of her first half So after he got sent off um, Estudiantes just, you know Tried to settle for the draw And it just seems like um, Arsenal had the chance to Either win Or or just settle for a draw Of course, Arsenal The focus on Arsenal is The Libertadores sure. So um, We had a, We, we had most most uh, players from our main squad playing in this in this game beautiful goal beautiful goal by Role um, it, it just up. seemed like it's, it, it was going to happen it was going to happen sooner or later but Not the goal was again. going to happen and, uh, um, beautiful play by Cabornero, ex-estudiantes yeah. again uh, he just wiped two uh, uh, estudiantes defenders and set up Rolle with a beautiful pass first goal by Rolle uh, in Arsenal actually um estudiantes just seem to be they having were, a uh, very wrong. dry spell. And I've and of say, course, looking the the floods yeah. in La Plata, I, I think that yeah. we can't I'm talk right about it. this match yeah. without right talking used to about the, that.
0: I might use the phrase yeah. dry spell there, perhaps.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, then
0: I think
2: that can work both Because sometimes you see teams, you know, after something really affects the city they come out really wanting to prove a point, lift the lift the spirits yeah. of their people but then, no I, it's I just really tepid performance by but I, we yeah, know. it also it's happened with gymnasia and Bien Nacional. Um,
1: yeah, they yeah. they had a pretty awful draw, nil nil, and. Um,
0: and I didn't see any of either of those games, in fact. But what I did see was a quote from Martin Zuccarelli, the current Estudiantes um, caretaker manager, basically saying that the game should have been
1: shouldn't have been yeah. played, yeah, yeah. It uh, was the same for the Ignacia match. They, they, they said in, it shouldn't have been played there. In case, I don't know if uh, you're talking about this last hand of power, but there was a no, huge flaw in absolutely. La Plata. Uh,
0: in, in case our international listeners aren't aware... Um, <laughs> I think a lot like, of... Yeah. I'd, I'd have thought a lot out, but then you never know quite how yeah. much news from here gets reported. Uh, my aunt is, for instance, because she lives in Spain, and she's heard about it via the Spanish media. Um, she sent me an email saying her dad was like, okay, but I don't know how much. Well, I had right. nothing from my yeah. parents. I didn't give a fuck. Well, exactly. I've not had anything <laughs> from my parents. I haven't had anything from any friends in England saying. So I assume that it's not been reported that way yeah. like, in the UK at least. Um, there were in La Plata last long Wednesday,
1: weekend. Just, yeah, there was a uh, huge yeah, Tuesday six-day Tuesday
0: weekend. Um, in the space of one hour uh, last, I think it was Wednesday. So I seem to remember. Tuesday, it was Tuesday Wednesday, actually. Thursday, yeah. Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday yeah. So last Tuesday they had. um 340 millimeters of rain. It was all of April's
2: hour. rain and a bit more in one, well, one the, morning.
0: The, the, yeah. the, the yeah. average for the whole yeah. of April apparently in La Plata so is, that, yeah. is 74 millimeters. This
1: was Capital 300, four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. 300. Uh, yeah. yeah, In yeah. Capital it
0: was the month's rainfall and in, in, uh, in, 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 in a morning. A morning. Yeah. In La Plata they had something like four months' rainfall in an hour.
1: Yeah, uh, basically everyone in La Plata had one meter of water in their homes. Mm. Everyone.
0: And something like 300 dead Uh,
1: Officially it's
2: 50
1: Officially it's 50 Actually it's obviously more than 200 Mm -hmm. And
2: apparently I've heard why Um, Because if there's more than 100 dead In like a natural disaster like this Or a bit of flood Or an earthquake, whatever The government or I think it will come down to the provincial government Mm. Have to declare it a a catastro- like, like a, a, a national catastrophe emergency, mm-hmm. right. and for all the bills for for the repairs. I mm-hmm. okay. so and because a lot of the people that that died would have been in kind of La Plata's marginal neighborhoods. You know, the whole city, like my city's in. Sure, the city's 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 is too. is, is uh, surrounded by viches, so like These like shanty towns. So these kind of people that aren't documented,
1: maybe or yeah. aren't living there yeah. officially. Th- this from, was a very big thing uh, in Argentina yeah. this week. I think in most, <laughs> bigger than any football matches or anything oh, yeah, completely, uh, I yeah. mean um, yeah. this was the, the biggest flood since La Plata since uh, Santa Fe flood in 2003 and I've got to say as and well um, one good thing
2: is that mm-hmm. I've never heard one minute silences in Argentina be so respected than this week because they have not quite regularly they, they been quite was, regular.
0: there was one game where, they, where it wasn't in like a rest a, res- a res- in a
2: racing it started off for well until they started singing "Un minuto de silencio para,
1: <laughs> para el rojo que está dead. muerto," which
2: I thought was which, horrible. Which horrible. Us. Us. <laughs> a minute of silence for the rojo, which uh, are dead. dead.
1: Yeah. So the day who going the league,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. Which I thought was pretty appalling taste, but no. no generally, yeah, it was it was pretty well done.
0: Certainly, right. I mean, yeah, I, I've never heard. Uh, Minute silence generally in Argentina don't tend to get respected. It's but never a minute and, they're, they're never and it's for a never a silence. It about 20 seconds. Well, well, it's, it yeah. it's never
1: a minute and it's never silence. What so usually happens is... We don't spend, know why yeah. they call it a minute of silence. What usually
2: happens is they spend 20, 30 seconds fighting against the drums and the yep. nasty, hateful chants, and they decide, oh, we're just going to clap instead. Uh, usually
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and then, but uh, Yeah.
1: Um, this match, um, yeah, it was. Ah, Mariano so Gonzalez
0: yeah. was playing for Arsenal. Mariano Gonzalez
1: was playing for Arsenal, second match in Arsenal. Uh, he hasn't done a lot.
2: But it says something I think about. Matches. If you look at this, um, it's doing midfield and the fact that they basically gave away Carbonero and Gonzalez to Arsenal.
1: Yeah, Gonzalez wasn't was was having like, a, what, Yeah, think are thinking, like? Carbonero, I, I mean, I, I have my best friends And Estudiantes fan, and he said Carbonero was awful when he was playing in Estudiantes. I mean, he did nothing and he's he's brilliant he's, he's brilliant in Arsenal he's, a a he's brilliant Arsenal, <laughs> he's I think brilliant.
2: inside Lopez and Barriso was, it was yeah, the yeah. reason why you won the title right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So he's one of the top midfielders mm-hmm. in the country yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's true, that's
1: true. Absolutely, no, that, no. really the, the pass yeah. he gave to Raleigh was absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant so which set him up brilliantly so. and he's probably
0: one of the best examples Santi of the, the phenomenon that you were mentioning last time you were on the podcast yeah. about how Arsenal have certain uh, linked, yeah, unexplainable players That yeah. allow them to keep these players Yeah, the that's true than they would If they were I saying mean, Tigre or All Boys or whatever
1: Campestrini and Lisandro Lopez I think are the biggest examples of that I mean, why in the world are these players Still playing in a small team like Arsenal? It seems like you know?
2: Lisandro Lopez yeah. It's like
1: Arsenal till I die
2: like, He just doesn't want to leave Surely he could walk into any He could walk into Boca, he could walk
0: into No, Arrasi, I think he's actually aiming for, for
1: Direct transfer yeah. to Europe
0: I'm not sure about Any European club But I certainly think That he yeah. No I think he's got Like he's If it, if it a was to say, to say Portugal or France I don't think you'd see Very much of a, a Step mm-hmm. up for him In terms of Difficulty at all No I think that Even I think
2: he could even Aim a bit higher I think In terms of the Argentine defenders We've got now If if he gets that chance He could easily Walk into the national team And uh, top yeah, the European true. club Yeah that's I, true You know we don't, really? we don't see it that much you know, And The blindness We always talk mm-hmm. about With Argentine football I think it's affecting us As well like we just don't see central defenders in the same yeah. way we see these attacking midfielders and strikers. Yeah, but true. I think in Lisandro you've got um, an absolute top-class defender.
1: And, and also, he, uh, most of if, if you look at the Argentine defenders right now in the Argentinian squad, they don't have a lot of goal. They don't have a lot of... Burials. You know, uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's true. True. and Lissandro is fantastic. And Lissandro is fantastic. He, he doesn't score less than three goals in any given... 20-match championship, or 11-match championship. He, he's got a very good um, goal average. He's very, very good at, uh, you know, headers and stuff. And it, actually, in this match, it was actually nil-nil until the 85 minute or so. And in the from the 80th to the 85 minute, Lisandro Lopez actually went and played as a number nine, as a forward. He was like... Okay, it's 10 against 11, so we got one more defender than we should. So, Alessandro Lopez actually just goes, and he's number 9, you know. Wow. And um, he's brilliant, really. He, he's very good at offense, amazing defender. He, he really should get a shot at a big European. Is he 22 now? 23?
0: He's,
1: yeah, something like that. Yeah. He's, very so, young. Uh, yeah. he's very young. He's very young.
0: Leaving, uh, leaving the league behind But just sticking with the company With Doris uh, Briefly Because they're another Doris game Sticking with Arsenal as well with Arsenal mm-hmm. um, Santiago again Is, is going to tell us uh, What happened But Last last week was it? Yeah it was uh, um, Arsenal got Tuesday absolutely. I think Or Wednesday I think it was Wednesday Wednesday We lost no. again
1: Wednesday. Wednesday, 5-2, 5-2 again again
0: by Ronaldinho's uh, And Mineiro yeah. Oh what a
1: goal for Ronaldinho What a goal What a goal If you look at it Arsenal always has the worst possible team in Libertadores, and this time we have the only team that's won every single match in the Libertadores Cup, which is Atlético Mineiro, and I think Atlético Mineiro are a serious contender for the Libertadores, yeah, um, they're a brilliant team, they have very good experienced players, who are really up to um, playing such a high, you know, championship like this, such a you know important match Important matches like this, important championships like this, and um, I mean, I, I've seen them on the field. They're brilliant. They have these experienced players. They also have young players. He Bernard is especially amazing. the when they, when they played with Serendee.
0: That was yeah, game that happened right it after was was yeah. we recorded the five two. Yeah,
1: and Bernard scored three goals. He's nineteen years old. they are a brilliant. And what an team. example
2: he's got as well? Playing with ronaldinho playing with Tardelli, playing with Joe. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, um, Free, fantastic Amazing yeah. team, amazing squad. And, well, I never thought that Arsenal were even getting <laughs> a draw from this match. But af- what happened after this, that was a shock. Um, the Arsenal players actually got um, intimidated by the police. Even in the middle of the match, you have a screen cap, uh, which is going around Argentinian social networks a lot, um, of our. N- Arsenal playing actually getting pointed with a, a uh, with a machine gun or with a shotgun by a Brazilian policeman. With a polícia militar, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: basically, the Brazilian police aren't a really friendly bunch. <laughs> um, they seem to be always on the side of the Brazilian teams. Whenever an Argentinian team... It also happened to Tigre in the final of the Sudamericana. Uh, I was telling um you know, Sam and Dan, before we were recording, I thought that the Tigre thing in the Sudamericana was a bluff. Tigre uh, played the Sudamericana final against Sao Paulo, and they didn't even...
0: Wait, zombie! Zombie, zombie is not his own tail. Basta. I think he did this in the very first episode we recorded, actually. He does <laughs> it almost every time. He of a racket. Carry on something.
1: Yeah, um... Tigre played the final of the Sudamericana against São Paulo, and actually they didn't even go into the second half because they said that they were intimidated by the Brazilian police in the halftime. I didn't buy it. I thought it was a bluff. It's also because I hate Tigre, of course. But now that I've seen what's happened to Arsenal, it's very worrying for me that this country is actually going to host the next World Cup in just a year. The, the Brazilian police seems to be very violent.
0: And it seems to be particularly when they, when they have Argentine clubs. Yeah, that's and, true.
1: Which what's going what's to it? happen against the Argentine squad when they play yeah. in Brazil? Um, Brazil the ar- ar- the, good the good Arsenal team manager... Team got the
0: got television is on.
1: Yeah, that's you know, true. Um, TV, they're not going
0: to be quite
1: bad. The Argentine manager, Alfaro, the Arsenal manager, got pointed out with a gun. He got a gun on his back. There's and, actually a screen cap of that as well.
0: Um, the Arsenal, Arsenal president, the uh, son, isn't he, of Julio Rondon? Of Julio The, Mbana, yeah. the, the upper president um, also, no?
1: He yeah, he was finding out on the, the, the chest with a gun. gun. Uh, it was a very, very hand. embarrassing um, long-term situation.
0: L- long-term listeners will remember that we only were, a- we were only able to talk about uh, the, the Tigre Copa Sudamericana final uh, business in the 1st of pod of this year, because, of course, when the Sudamericana second leg was played, I was... In Paris, so we didn't record after that. Um, so we talked about it recently and relatively recently. And with the Tigré thing, the reason that Santi thought they were making it up maybe was because, apart from because he hates Tigré, <laughs> um, was because none, none of it happened on the pitch. Yeah, yeah none I don't happened. know if it
1: was filmed. Exactly. It was all.
0: This was us and I was happening out in the middle of the pitch right after the game. Yeah. With everybody, the whole stadium could see it. All the TV cameras could see it. Yeah. Uh, there were screen captures. There are photographs. It was going on. There's no. Yeah,
1: it mind. was insane. Um, I mean, what, what I really never police, thought that Arsenal was. What was,
0: the was side of it, what were Arsenal said to have been doing?
1: Just you know, being against the Brazilian police authority. That was what they they were um, charged for, and the Arsenal players were meant to go back to Argentina at some time around 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. They ended up coming back to Argentina around 7 a.m. because they had to go to nine players of the 11 uh, squ- of the 11-player squad uh, were actually asked by the Brazilian police to go to a Brazilian, uh, you know, uh, Brazilian police to, to say that they were apologizing for the incident, and uh, of course it was a fake apology because they were just playing a football match. I mean, even if you got heated. It did get heated after a while. Why did it get heated mm-hmm. at the end? I mean, wow. I was watching it. No, mm-hmm. actually, I didn't watch it. <laughs> it always gets heated when it's an
2: Argentinian yeah. but team It seemed like it wasn't like they lost mm-hmm. narrowly for a disputed goal. Um, it just for the fact that they got annoyed because they were losing and. and
1: yeah, but referees power. always seem to be a bit of a. You know, yeah. they all seem to have a, a bit of a home bias when they're playing in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, Arsenal. I have to say that of course, Arsenal. We're trying to make the game a, a, a little bit dirty yeah. um, when they're playing away to a Brazilian team, and they know the Brazilian team is. I think they're one of the best teams in the whole Copa Libertadores. Yeah. So they know that they have to kind of take the match to another level, not just to the football level. They have to take it to another, you know, passionate level or such. There's been a lot of cases of Argentinian teams winning in Brazil because of you know trying to make the game a little more yeah. dirty and then the Brazilian supporters start going against their own team and then the Argentinian team kind of turns out to be the best team there uh, in this high pressure kind of game. Yeah. So most Argentinian teams it's true, most Argentinian teams try to get the game into this level when they go there. But this is not a reason to get the police <laughs> no. to get the police to point a shotgun into a, a player. Really. So yeah, it was a bit embarrassing, and it's a bit boring that the World Cup is going to be played in a little bit more than a year in this in this country where the police is apparently allowed to point a shotgun into a player. I think this is that. a big thing, you know, mm-hmm. with
2: um, with the World Cup a year from now, the fact that the police, are, yeah, pointing guns at players. Mm-hmm. You know, beating up players in dressing rooms and stuff It's, it's really yeah. worrying I've, I've got absolutely no doubt that that kind of thing Is not going to happen in the World Cup But it does raise the question like, Why are you, you going to let these
0: kind of things happen? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, really briefly, Santi uh, Arsenal still have a chance to qualify?
1: Yeah, uh, we're playing next um, Not this Wednesday But next Wednesday Against Strongest from Bolivia uh, If we win, we're in at home in crucial. Yeah, it, was it's, in it, it is in Sarandee the strongest wins, they also get in and who's got It's, the it's meant to be a, yeah. a very intense match At- Atletico
0: Mineiro do have uh, reason to continue And uh, try to win against São Paulo, And we'll get into that in a second Because one of our listeners has asked us a question that relates to it um, So for now, because we've been recording for a while I'm going to play some incidental music And we shall come back and we'll answer some of your listeners' questions So don't go anywhere questions. First of all, new listener, welcome. Uh, Coco the monkey asks, how the hell is Rochelio Funes Mori still starting? We um, sort of covered that earlier. I think it was start. particularly bad on the weekend, but otherwise, um, I mean, he's, he's not starting very often in first. Uh, he's what, um,
1: fourth choice striker? Really? Yeah,
0: he, he mark my words. Because Tressa gets injured mm-hmm. and Mori has been massively off, off form um, mm-hmm. all year and River playing two up front, so me yeah, No more. I right. so it was Funes Mori.
1: I think um, a lot of people who really follow River say that Funes Mori is brilliant on practices, mm. but he really can not get his game on on actual matches. Uh, Mark my words, he's going to be brilliant when he gets out of River.
0: Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Joseph Sexton asks. Not especially topical. Uh, uh, Possibly. It is. Yeah. Uh, uh, exactly. But can you see Savella calling up Willy Caballero anytime soon? Does he have any reputation in Argentina? I think the answer to the second of those questions is not really
1: no. No, in really? Spain
2: apparently in Spain everyone wonders why he's not close to them um, yeah that's
1: true no. and of course is very consistent. up he to was really game. like
0: a, mm-hmm. a key part of Malaga's runs to the semi-final of the European Cup this season we, we played a, a fantastic m- game in the first fun leg fun until, fun. Dortmund, ah, uh, mm-hmm.
1: until Dortmund turned it around in the last
0: five minutes
1: and, and qualified themselves um, um, I, I think he may be called as a third goalkeeper in the Argentina squad for the World Cup but not more Sabella's than that.
0: not shown any sign of calling him up yet.
1: Uh, no. He no I think he hasn't, but he hasn't had any chance to, to call three goalkeepers, either. No. The third keeper always, always been two goalkeepers. to be someone from
2: the local leagues. Like. So, yeah, I don't know. Unless he does something really special between now and the end of the season, it's sad to see him kind of forcing his way into a contention. Yeah, or unless one of the main keepers has a real drop in form, like uh, Romero or Andujar, or if they, or if they get injured. I can't see the, um, the Keepers changing Anytime soon So yeah.
0: maybe
1: He should be there But at the moment it's, it's probably not in the cards I think it's probably I think Sabela actually thinking about him I'm sure Sabella, it, Yeah I'm sure really Really looks at uh, uh, European football He's mm-hmm. not He's not Basile Basile you know. didn't even know Who the The goal scorer For Norway was When <laughs> Argentina Played against Norway I've got a fantastic Basile uh, piece of trivia
0: mm-hmm. I'll ask you this now, and then we'll come back to it uh, towards the end of the pod. Um, just just try and, and work out what car do you think Alfio Bastide drives? Very macho van, lots of bling.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably a BMW or something. Big like on,
0: mm-hmm. okay, and I'll, I'll um, he, he drove past me in San Telmo yesterday, this is how I know. Uh-huh. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tell you at the end of the question now. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, um, that's rich. Eddie asks, what are the reasons for Independiente probably being relegated? We've covered that bit already, but then he also asks, how does it compare with River? And are they good enough to bounce straight back? I think um, I talked about exactly this either last week or the week before. I think in, in if comparison they go down, with River, in terms of the impact it will have on, on local media, it, there kind of is and there isn't a comparison. They're both yeah. big five sides, and are undoubtedly a big side. As Santiago says, they've never been relegated below the Primera División. Um, but the River thing is,
1: yeah, River uh, and Boca you know, are the uh, biggest River teams. A, so yeah, yeah it's, n- it's not going to be the same. I mean, Racing got relegated in the eighties. And um, it was a big thing, of course, but it wasn't was such up. a big thing as River getting relegated. No. I mean, River getting River getting relegated was uh, very, very, very big for Argentina media. Uh, probably one of the biggest sporting events to happen in a lot of yeah, no, no. times. Argentina with that. no interest
0: mm-hmm. whatsoever in any sports at all. But football Knew about that No mm-hmm. I mean including football mm-hmm. Knew about that Everyone what knew that yeah, Couldn't then, avoid yeah. it Yeah We're Of course Yeah yeah It's in true In various mm-hmm. ways uh, You know my girlfriend Is a great example She hasn't she mm-hmm. the a bit of interest In anything But <laughs>
1: Yeah She knew that River got relegated Precisely Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah She, yeah, yeah, she yeah, couldn't
0: sure. come to my My house That night Because she, Her bus route To get to my place Takes her right past The Obelisk. And mm-hmm. basically her dad Said there's going to be trouble
1: and Yeah She the house Um but, but there I, I don't think they're good enough to bounce back. Uh, I don't I don't think so. and, uh, as I said earlier,
0: uh, River, when they went down, were a far better team than Independiente oh, yeah. are now. Yeah, that's true. Independiente yeah. would be getting relegated if Argentina had a proper relegation yeah. system this season. And Independiente would be in trouble getting relegated. Actually, Argentina um, had a proper relegation system two years ago. I say yeah. proper relegation Of course I mean Bottom three at the season Long table yeah. go down River wouldn't have been Anywhere close to getting relegated Yeah um, that's true Would they the have got go
2: relegated In any of the
0: Two previous no. seasons? No. They, they finished no. Fifth from bottom Sixth from bottom And then sixth from top yeah. In the three wow. seasons mm-hmm. Before they went down
1: It's funny Yeah because it's they won very... The championship And then next short championship They were last. They were exactly. But it was the yeah. same season
0: No different seasons mm-hmm. that, That's why it affected them So badly When, when, that, <laughs> they, they, ah, the, when they went down 2008 Klaus yeah. Sora and then the 2008 Apertura was when they finished bottom so when the the 08 Classora stopped counting Mm -hmm. that was why River dropped
1: that's funny though because um, you know the um, averages system was implemented because River was about to go to the Premier Bay in the 80s so it's a bit funny that the system that got into place because River were about to get relegated actually got them relegated 20 years years after (laughs) yeah that's funny but um, I I don't think that that Independiente have it on it no. To, to to bounce back. And as I said, you know, Infierno Rojo talking about players for Primera B, that just gives you the sign of what what's, what's coming for them. Uh,
0: Somebody called Cabuster asks, get me some lower league division questions. I'm itching to talk about Metro, that is Santiago. We have one. His Twitter is Dos Estados, if you want to follow him on Twitter. Yes, ma'am. And Matthias Silverstein has very, very nicely obliged. Thank you. Dan. I was trying to remember the word, actually. Thank you, Matthias. Um, with a Bay Metro question, to, just to clarify before we go into this, Bay Metro is the third division in Argentine football. Oh,
1: All the of the third division in Buenos Aires. In, it's yes, a bit strange. Mm-hmm.
0: Football. All of the divisions in Argentina, or, or rather in, in the affiliated leagues to the AFA, uh, are called Primera something. So ignore the Primera División stuff, although the, the top flight is now officially the Primera División, it's no longer Primera A. Um, But there are two Primera Bays, there's Primera Bay Nacional, which is the second division, the one that River were in last season, the one that Independiente are going to be in next season, Um, the one that Rosario Central are are coming out of by the look of it this season, there's another question to do with that later, Um, and then there's the Primera Bay just below it, which is more colloquially known as Primera Bay Metropolitano, or just Bay Metropolitano. And this is the division that Santiago's second team, right? Yeah, uh, that's, it. that's um, mm-hmm. Defensores. It's yeah, a bit Santiago strange. Uh, I don't
1: though. know if most people know how this works, but actually when um, Primera, Primera is a national division, yeah. and Primera yeah. B Nacional is also a national division, yeah. and but then no, it splits. You have two third divisions. You have the <laughs> third division for teams who are directly affiliated to AFA, which, which is Primera, okay. B, Metro. It's a historical thing, but it's, it's geographically, it mostly is about teams who are in Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires,
0: La Plata, and Rosario. Too.
1: Buenos Aires, La Plata, and Rosario. And then you have the other teams. So you have the third division for, you know, the directly affiliated yeah. teams. You Argentino have Primera, B, Metro. And you have the third division for non-directly affiliated teams, which is Argentino A. Which, which is for example, is 15. Tacheres. Is playing there. And yeah. you have other... Uh, teams from Córdoba and And you have a 4th and a 5th but it's all split below B Nacional.
0: precisely
1: and And well I'm a big fan of Defensores de Belgrano which is a 3rd division we
0: should say that the bottom non-affiliated club Mm -hmm. go down to Toneo Argentina even if they finish like 10th in the table that's true
1: because if the 11th through the 20th are directly affiliated then you go down anyway it doesn't matter anyway but yes, so, okay, so, so we're uh, talking about the third division. and uh, Argentina football is always so organised,
0: yeah. And as we mentioned, that, that both of these guys have got second clubs that are down. Uh, Dan, as he's mentioned several times, I think before, is is Atlanta. Which uh, is doing really well. Local side in in Vichar, Crispo, who are doing very well indeed. And uh, Matias, uh, Matias, sorry, he's asking the question. Hmm. Santiago's uh, second side, are Defensores de Belgrano, which is
1: doing the, that shit. We're last. Team. And, uh, yeah.
0: the yeah, the side that uh, Ariel Ortega was playing for last season, uh, when River playing
1: Bay, in inverted commas, right? yeah, playing yeah. is uh... And,
0: uh, <laughs> and River's mm-hmm. closest classical geographically
1: at least. Probably, yeah, classical, yeah, yeah,
0: In the English sense, it, not in the Spanish language. Yeah,
1: it, we're ten blocks away from the River View, which was ten funny five. when uh, yeah, it's, it's ten blocks. Four or five. It yeah. was very oh maybe even less. Yeah. No, it was was very to funny. A bit mm-hmm.
2: into, uh, like parsley when yeah, 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 I don't know. yeah.
1: It was a bit funny because, um, River, we we only have the Copa Argentina... We haven't talked about the Copa Argentina though, but we we have the Copa Argentina. We have it. We've had it um, for two years now. This is the this second is a, year. The second year. And um, the, the it's uh, a, it. a bit like the FA Cup or the Copa del Rey. In it's not quite as
0: venerable as the FA Cup. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. It's on, but, on, but you know, we talked about um, it
0: quite a bit last year, and it's not really fully got going just yet this season. Yeah. So we're not talking about it just yet. But, but
1: uh, on the first one, River had to play Defensores, uh, which was you know. Both uh, See, so stadiums are like meters five, 500 meters apart when we play in San Juan, which is uh, about <laughs> <laughs> 1400 kilometers away from Buenos Aires. Yeah, that's true, which was uh, a bit of a strange decision. But yeah, anyway, was it? Uh,
0: Matias Silverstein's question is: B Metropolitano question, with only one promotion spot, teams like Chacarita, Platense, and Almagro, uh, mm-hmm. these are all historically. Mm-hmm. Big, big size at the lower Biggish. division. So, yeah, I'm
1: not um, going to do it too
0: good. Yeah. Are, are doomed to never return to the Primera. Why is there only one spot now? Well, we should have Because of what we six. just
1: explained. Because we only have one promotion spot there because another promotion spot... Uh, sorry, uh, you know, an actual promotion spot to yeah, go directly, been, directly to sure. Ben Nacional. The other one has to go to Argentino A, where you also have very big teams. I mean, they're not as big historically, but they have a lot of people... Uh, going to the matches yeah. and stuff, They'll, they have a lot of supporters. Yeah. The biggest team playing in Argentino are right now, which is Tashires. the other third division, is Tacheres. Yeah. Uh Tacheres is the classical of Belgrano which is actually in the is a, on first the, it's the biggest division. club
0: in in Córdoba, right? Probably the yeah. biggest they club in Córdoba, yeah. Aussie, uh, no Ozzy Adelas Sagra, Tacheres were Javier Vestores' first team. Kempes were also and they were also the team who when I started watching Argentine football a ten and a half years ago were something like third in the league. In yeah. The era. In yeah, the era. yeah, that's
1: true. Actually, they um, when they got relegated, they actually had a season because of this strange averages system that we have. They actually had a season where they could go into the Sudamericana, yeah. but they got relegated. Um, so but yeah, Tacheres is the so biggest man. team there, so that's why we only have one one uh, direct promotion from Bemetro. But there is and then is it's because the other one has to go because if not there will be four direct promotions yeah. to Nacional and yeah. it will be a mess but
0: there is in fact another promotion spot
1: because there's a playoff yeah. as well right yeah. so there's, there's a playoff yeah but it's a bit unfair though because uh, Defensores uh, one, sorry I'm <laughs> talking about Defensores so much but Defensores played one year and a half ago against Independiente Rivadavia for the promotion for the playoff for the promotion to Nacional. and Defensores had to play in order to get Independiente right from Mendoza. Mendoza. Yeah. So
0: why are they in Primera Bay?
1: Because in that season they decided that any team could go down and it didn't matter what the promotion was like. But if you were in the lower tires of the Nacional then you had to play the promotion. It changes every season. Right. And um, it was actually really unfair because... um, Three weeks before the uh, playoff match, Independiente and Real Badavia already knew that they were going to play this promotion match or playoff match. <laughs> so they already started to um, play with their reserves mm. in order to keep their main players from playing this game. But Defensores, in order to play this game, they had to That's win going. the Reducido, which is an insane playoff, playoff yeah. with um, matches every three games between the second and the five fifth team of yeah. the B-Metro it's an insane the third, tournament four, they have to play yeah. a lot of matches yeah. and after that they get to play against the team from team, the B-Metro yes. yes. and
0: not, we should clarify the Red season is not just like the playoffs in England where it's two semifinals no finals. the loser of one has to play the winner of another and then yeah it's true I mean I've been looking and at the team, and the best team yeah it the best team also
1: has Ventaja Deportiva over the lower team yes, which means sure. if yeah. they draw the best team Gets the win Sporting advantage Yes, sporting advantage advantage. And Independiente Rivadavia We actually drew against them It was 0-0 in Defensores 2-2 in uh, Mendoza And Independiente Rivadavia Had three weeks of advantage For, you know, preparing for this match Defensores had to play like Six matches To get into this match And after that we drew And even if we drew Then they kept the spot in Venezuela We are, we are right now in Ben And we're doing that shit isn't it? Yeah. And we're probably going to get relegated this season Unless yeah. we do really, really, really well
2: But then I think really
0: to answer the question, the, the
1: question the answer a little
2: is
0: is bit more directly Is that there isn't only one spot yeah. there are And we can fact. say that It's like yeah, one and a half well,
2: Yeah, one and a half, let's say And actually two of the teams mentioned Chacarita and Platense Are doing pretty well at mm-hmm. Atlanta doing
0: mm-hmm.
1: really well. well yeah. Atlanta
2: doing very well, which is both, both, in Atlanta, both, are in the, the uh, both are in playoffs. Yeah, playoff yeah.
1: Playoff. it's, it's playoff. funny because um, at there's a lot of teams in Ben metro which have a lot of history in Primera División, but most teams in Argentina don't have a lot of history there. Yeah, the, but this has to do a lot mm-hmm. with a historical
0: with waiting how, to do. With that. Yeah,
1: it has to do with a lot of how historically things were managed from AFA. Um, teams yes. which were directly affiliated to AFA had a better time. That than yeah. teams who weren't so there's a lot of big teams in Argentina with a lot of supporters yeah. and everything who haven't had a stint in Primera División mm-hmm. but and it's the same in Nacional as well
2: you look mm-hmm. at a few of the teams that are up there uh, Sarmiente de Junín mm-hmm. who have got an excellent chance now of um, of going up they're not in one of the top because now in the Nacional there's Free direct promotion spots. Kind of breakaway cross. group. It's not yeah. quite as close mm-hmm. as it was last season. So you season look course. at, yeah, Sarmiento y Junín are only five points away from Olimpo that are in the third spot. And I don't know, have they ever been in the top division?
1: Um, uh, one time, I think. Really? Yeah, I think it was one time. Let's look yeah. up on we'll mm-hmm. find out while we go on about this. Um, and the top three are, uh, are now taking
0: the table off. Centrae, yeah. Gimnasia and Olimpo.
1: is doing really well. They've done, I think it's 15 matches in a row without the loss. They uh, won, which is brilliant is 12, with, um, 12 wins in
0: a row 13 wins in a row and they drew one with uh, with two own goals from yeah. their own players
1: with a uh, sex addict Russo <laughs> I don't know if you heard about that one but um, the wife of Miguel Angel Russo um, had a, a bit of a fight with Russo in an airport with a lot of people listening mm-hmm. and they and she accused him of being a sex addict so, <laughs> a lot of Argentinian people are calling um, uh, Rosario Central the, you know, the sex team and stuff like that, the sexoneta, <laughs> which is a bit fun. But yeah, um, Rosario Central are probably going back to the first edition, yes, which they're meant to be. Yeah In the first division
2: As a gymnasium,
1: As oh, a gymnasium, Which are also doing a great job In Venezuela. Uh
0: Sammy Antonio Junín Got promoted in 1980 And lasted in the Primera For two years According to that Wikipedia page mm-hmm. um, And they play the Clásico Junínense um, Which it bizarrely Doesn't say who
1: that's against No The Clásico Junínense Yeah I've heard yeah. that one
0: It just says that The Clásico Junínense Has been played only twice In the Primera División But it doesn't say Who they play it against No <laughs> um, Junín the other team
1: well, in Hunin. That's, let's, let's, uh, let's you play. know, the second team in Hunin, that's, um, yeah, that one. <laughs> well,
0: there's only one mention of the word classical on their page, and it, ah, that, right. is, that is oh, it. Okay, we so have so to... We go. Uh, if you know who the classical is played between, please get in touch. I'd uh, be promises. very impressed. Um, yeah. the, they were clearly both in the Primera, either in 80-81 or 81-82. Next question is one that I got sent earlier. I asked the person who was asking it to send it to the hand Up Pod because I don't log into my own Twitter um, during recording, and they've not done, but it was... I can't remember who asked it as a result of which I... Sorry, Animal Lemonade asks... What have Central been like so far? Oh, it's, it's Coco the monkey again. Uh, <laughs> I apologise. Uh, what have Central been like um, so far in the B, and what can we expect for the Classical Rosarino next season in the A when they come back?
1: Uh, it's it's uh, hard to say. It is. But they've, been they've been brilliant. You've been a in the B, But that's not yes. to say uh,
0: that they're,
1: they're going to be, be any, quite the same. any good at Primera División. Yeah, because um, we always
2: say, like, the first season for any team going up to uh, to the A's is difficult, you know, with the Promoción, uh, not the Promoción, the descenso, and have a dog yeah, in three years, for they you. have to start picking up points really quickly and you know, fast, but I think Central, once they, once they get up to that top tier, they should have a lot more pull, they can bring in kind of big players again, they'll yeah. get a lot of publicity, so... And I think they're
0: going to stand as good a chance as anybody if, if yeah,
2: sa-
1: well exactly. maybe not quite as, as yeah. much as same as goes fitness. for exactly. Gymnasia as well they're yeah, probably yeah. going to go up to the first division as well as is probably going to happen to Olimpo as well I think it's fair to the, say
0: Central and mm-hmm. Gymnasia from an institutional the point of view should be safer yeah. going up than Olimpo
1: Olimpo yeah. mm-hmm. they're ten- the what yeah, 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 yeah. we call the ascensor goes up goes down goes up goes down all the, the time yeah yeah yeah
0: lift literally uh Finally, no, sorry, two questions left. Chris Hartley, thanks for reading my question out last week. No problem. Uh, it was a pleasure. In terms of football, how big a club are Velez? Do you think they can win the Copa? Uh, to the it's, it's one, yes. Velez is
1: a strange team in Argentinian football. They uh, are I mean, when it comes uh, from a sports point of view, just from a football point of view, they're brilliant. On the last 20 years, they've been, I think, one of the best three teams. You have uh, 20, yeah.
0: years, mm-hmm. 20 years ago, Velez had one one championship in their history? Yeah, that's true, because well, before
1: this the stint so they were just years. a small team from yeah. um, Capital Federal. So their classical was all boys or maybe even Argentinos. Chicago. 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 So
0: 20 years on, they uh, mm-hmm. are now at the point where one more championship when we will draw them level with a team mm-hmm. who haven't existed for over a century. Alumni, yeah. who are the fifth or sixth <laughs> most successful side of all time in the Argentine mm-hmm. Primera División, and who've got ten titles, are currently on nine. Um, but sarcasm aside, they've also won a of Libertadores in that time, and of course that was uh, and the work of Cup, of course. Yes, and an Intercontinental Cup, and that, that was the work, of course, of uh, Carlos Bianchi. Thank mm-hmm. you for that, Nester. Uh, Carlos Bianchi, the the current Boca Juniors manager. Better known as the former Boca Juniors manager when Boca were actually good and, and winning things. Better known as the River fan who went to the Boca. Right? Indeed, <laughs> yeah. yes, absolutely. Um, he also won uh,
1: championship under Bielsa.
0: Yeah, and also with José Luis mm-hmm. Chilabet in goal. Um, mm-hmm. the, the nutcase Paraguayan goalkeeper who's very, very popular among uh, Belfast fans who've not been in Argentina and don't realise what an asshole is.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, right here. Everyone hates him apart from Vélez fans, and Vélez fans don't seem to be, you know, a lot. (laughs) So, yeah, mostly hated by Argentinians. They're a
0: big club, but then I remember going to see Vélez against Estudiantes uh, six months or a year and a half after, after I moved here. And uh, the home fans, the Vélez fans, were, were all chanting at Estudiantes, equipo chico, equipo chico, small club, mm-hmm. small club. And I wanted to just stop them and say, hang on, you've won one couple of Libertadores and they've won four.
1: <laughs> yeah, who's equipo chico so, now?
0: The, yeah. I think it's more for the
2: fact where like, Vélez, yeah, we can say over the last 20 years they've done really well, but they've never really managed to break out. People kind of measure how big a club is here from how many fans they can have outside of their area. So you look at Boca, obviously, River... San Lorenzo, Racing, Independiente—you go to kind of any corner of From Argentina. Argentina. Yes. Well, no, Argentina. Mm-hmm. You think? And you'll see kind of these uh, shirts. You might not yeah. see a lot the but the You'll see shirts.
0: The conversation I remember having with Seba one time was that he I mean, and obviously he's a Racing fan, and, and, and he, he said this to me was that River and Boca are really the only two who've got a truly nationwide following. Yeah, but and you'll see the no, but you'll
2: see Racing shirts, or or and Arrasi. you see Independiente yeah. shirts. And, and San Lorenzo and has, has a, a very big
1: San Lorenzo has a big following because. Um, the church in Argentina mm. became very supportive of Lorenzo. Mm. And um, most missions <laughs> I mean, around... Um, yeah, of, of course.
0: A illustrated by yeah, corrupt, yeah, true. Of course.
1: And uh, most missions around Argentina, you know, where, where you find a Catholic mission, mm. then you'll find Lorenzo fans. So that's why you have the four big teams and Salarenzo as well. That's the big, five big teams of Argentinian football. But if you go to Suaya, if you go to La Quiaca, or if you go to any other, you know, faraway point yeah. of the Argentinian map, you will find fans of five big teams in Argentina. Yeah. You will not find Whereas any fans that, yeah. of Argentinos or of Vélez Or yeah. I mean, Vélez is in the level of Argentinos. Or but, well, yeah, you've got a,
2: a lot of fans in Liniers, in Devoto, in Yeah, Versace, it's a bit local. Name the yeah. um, team.
0: And again, to bring Seba back into it, uh, who long-term listeners will, will might be able to remember what Seba's voice sounded like. He was oui, a frequent contributor to, to for eight or nine months to our podcast. Um, and he was once Writing an article uh, he, he shared this with me While he was researching it Several years ago um, About the history Of the big five In Argentina Because they are a, a An institutionally Recognised thing It's not like the, the, Whoever's finished In the top five no. Positions in the league Like it would be in England For the last yeah. few years The big four In England United, mm-hmm. Manchester United Manchester City Chelsea Liverpool Arsenal awesome. Whoever you want to ask um, It's not like that it, it, it is an actual Recognised thing With the AFA Where they said In Uh, around the time that Argentine football moved into professionalism which was 1931 um, we we want clubs with they have to have X thousand number of members Mm. they have to have won at least one league title Uh, Seba was under the impression it was more but I think River only won one league title in amateurism so it has to have only been they have to have won a league title um, and they have to have a stadium with this capacity mm-hmm. and there were only five clubs that actually reached yeah. that and it was yeah. the, the big five River, Boca, Independiente, Racing, right and, so. so. mm-hmm. and they all got two votes to everybody else's one on AFRA board meetings up until yeah. I think relatively recently up until the late 70s or early 80s or something from mm-hmm. others probably the one who's, who's yeah. taken so that away.
1: it is institutionalized. that so there is a the this, uh, this is an historical fight.
0: thing but Seba found when he was doing this a magazine article from El Grafico back in the 30s or 40s mm-hmm in which their and were you know, being considered as the sixth the sixth, sixth, athlete, the sixth, yeah. sixth yeah. big club. But so it's, it's not fun like because it's um, recent success has pushed them up there. Like they were they were considered a big club outside the big club before yeah. that. But
1: it's fun because um most teams that are big outside of the big five, they call themselves the sixth big team.
2: Mm. Yeah. Like, but can, like yeah.
1: all of nice. them acknowledge that the five big teams are yeah. The, yeah. the big five. They, they, they're the not going to say we're, we're the, the sixth. third, exactly. you know, they don't say we're the third That's biggest the team sixth. in Argentina. They always say we're the sixth. So, so I just, I just they all acknowledge this, yeah. that these are the five yeah. big teams but in I just Argentina teams the things, I, I thought mm-hmm. there was
0: a slight sense during that little discussion before that, that this business with Belas being a big club has come up relatively recently. And in fact, mm-hmm. this article, the server found, was from the 30s or 40s or 50s mm-hmm. or something. So it's, it's happened for... Longer than that, that they've been considered a big club Even when they haven't won any titles Which is interesting Yeah,
1: that's fun um, But most, I mean, all six teams or seven teams I'm just talking about are from Buenos Aires Yes yeah. So and you have, have a lot of teams who of actually country, have a yeah. huge following But maybe because AFA wasn't really big into Non-directly affiliated AFA teams Like I was talking and about before Non-directly
0: affiliated, mm-hmm. of course, this now we mean Basically the big metropolitan areas Mm-hmm. Rosario Rosario, well, yeah Well, Lafante, Central Rosario Corridor.
1: Central is, uh, is one of the big contenders Into yeah. the big sixth team And then you've got Newells mm-hmm. Who,
0: if, if you watch a Newells Old Boys press conference This season They've got on the advertising hoardings In between the sponsors' posters Behind the manager That they've got El Sexto Grande mm-hmm. el, el Mas Grande del Interior Oh, a, the, biggest the, the biggest team in... of, the, of the interior Of the yeah. area outside Buenos Aires We
1: have a lot of teams Who are prying for that spot. Yeah. Yeah. Huracán. Mm-hmm.
0: And finally, I promised you that there was going to be an explanation as to why Atletico Mineiro will want to beat São Paulo, even though they've already qualified and already won the group, uh, in Arsenal's group, in the Copa Libertadores. And here it comes, because Joshua Bramlett has asked, do Boca take a full squad to Toluca for their, their own uh, Libertadores um, group match when they've qualified as well? Is it worth it? Yes, it and and yes. is. Yes, it is. Because... Uh, the Libertadores knockout stages are all seeded, and it's according to performance in mm-hmm. the group stages. Yeah. So yes. if i so first play eighth,
2: or... or no, first play 16th, second play 15th. So yeah, that's true. Them. Or rather,
0: first among the first teams plays eighth yeah. among the second Se- place, which yeah. mathematically mm-hmm. would well, it's, that's always going to work out the right way. But I suppose you yeah. could have a second place team with more points than the first. I'm confusing myself now. i yes. will stop talking. <laughs> um, but it's all <laughs> yes because Boca if they win this one then they could potentially climb a couple of places in the seedings and, and not whole, play mineiro
1: for example <laughs>
0: the, the whole draw after that is seeded um, so, uh, unless obviously two sides from the same country get to the semi-final in which case they're put together and the draw is overruled um, but in short yes so that's why Minero wants mm-hmm. to win that's why Bocco are going to want to win It's why Vélez clearly will want to win if, yeah. if Vélez win and Minero lose Vélez can overtake uh, Atletico mineiro as, as uh, first First place team among the first place teams. Oh really? Yes. Because <laughs> Veles have got Veles lost one, they lost to Emelec. Yeah. Veles uh, are playing at the moment, in fact. Actually they might have finished already. So let's have a look at what the full time score was. Um, but Veles uh, lost their first game to Emelec and they've won their four games since then. And tonight, as we've been talking, they have drawn nil 0 So they can't say they can't let the second lead to go in anyway. So there we are. Veles uh, are pretty much cemented as the second seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tigre currently taking on Sporting Cristal as well four minutes in those are all the questions so now we come yeah. back to gentlemen what car do you think Alfio your drives the <laughs> big macho man the, the show man open shirted match yeah mm
1: mm-hmm. Uh, mm. I have a very good um, anecdote about Alfred Basile talking about <laughs> um, you know the Johnny Walker whiskey. We have all these tires of Johnny Walker whiskey, and the best one is, I think, the blue one.
0: Yeah.
1: And there's a very famous uh, phrase from Alfred Basile saying, "Es un elixir." Which means it's an elixir <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's a very big fan of whiskey yes. Which is why we oh, threw sorry, sorry, we in Arsenal out. Um, There was this famous match where um, Boca lost against Arsenal 4-1 or 4-0 in Arsenal's home game And Arsenal's fans threw, um, you know, glasses, ice glasses at him for the whiskey <laughs> he's, he's known to be a very big fan of whiskey yeah. Which is, you know, a bit of a dandy drink or it's known as a bit of a dandy drink here in Argentina. Uh, so I feel he has—he must drive an Audi or a. Or For me, a, like
2: um, a German, <laughs> a German kind of camionette, like a four by four,
0: like a BMW, Mercedes four by four. I i am always disappointed that neither of you picks up on the uh, the big build-up I was giving the match on us because of course he drives a Peugeot 207, or at least, Seriously? or at least he was doing it around San Elm two days ago when he drove past me in the street, oh, which I found boring. highly amusing. I actually had to check a couple of times to make mm-hmm. sure it was him. I was like, it's <laughs> just like Alfio Basile, but that car can't pop yeah. like, No, it is. That's Alfio Yes. It, it was a bizarre experience. Yeah. Must have wasted his fortune in, in,
1: in, yeah, in Blue Label, Clearly, yes. Johnny Walker. <laughs> Ho-
0: hopefully he hasn't been drinking it before I'm going for a drive. Um, I shall now play uh, Mystic Sam's theme music, and I will come back, and I will tell you what's going to happen this, this weekend, just as soon as Zombie stops jumping around trying to get our attention. Okay, here we go. This weekend's matches, we have Arpentinos. So I think we're going to get a draw against Atletico Rafael. That's a home one, not an away game, but still. Uh, Unión.
1: Against Independiente. This, Independiente. this match will decide on Tolo Gallego's yeah. fate in Independiente. Do you think um, so? The, the, no, Sorry, actually, he so. said so. He, wow. uh, oh, everyone oh. is saying that he, if he doesn't win, he's out. Yeah. I think Unión are going to win.
0: So oh, I'm predicting, predicting a, a new manager for Independiente at in the next time of pod. They uh, talk
1: about Falcioni. There's, there's a lot of talk about Falcioni being the next manager for Independientes. It's not a bad move for the match. Not a bad move, but I think it's too late. Indeed. Too late. It did should it have it been five managers. Especially if against the Union? four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course.
0: It's too late. Uh, Lanús to beat All Boys to, to return to winning ways. Uh, Bocca Juniors to get a draw away to San Martin. Bocca just haven't been finishing off the chances of they've created no. ah, on the, on the, the
1: home play. turf they have been very me- mediocre
0: San yeah. Lorenzo versus Racing I think is going to be a draw uh, River versus Arsenal uh, come on I think yeah. you should probably thank me for predicting this something I'm going for a River win
1: yeah of course I mean well, Arsenal are going, going I went to for a present river win most, well yeah. most uh, Arsenal are going to to go with mostly reserves because um, the they're playing on um, Sunday and Wednesday is the strongest match uh, oh, I wow, guess right. the, you know the strongest yeah, from sure. Bolivia so they're probably going to play with mostly reserves
0: sure uh, Colón versus Vélez I think he's going to finish all square as well because Vélez like Arsenal are distracted by Copa Libertadores uh, commitments uh, Godoy Cruz to beat Estudiantes in La Plata mm. Newells to get a win against Tigre both of those sides are playing in the Libertadores uh, this Tigre of course right now and Newells play on Thursday night but I think Newells get the win in Rosario uh, Belgrano was Quilmes to finish all square and that is your lot those are the 10 games that are happening this weekend any of those stand out to either of you guys apart from obviously River aston and <laughs> <laughs> San, Lorenzo San Lorenzo has got Arashi. the
2: you know it's a classical and it's going to be an interesting game both teams of yeah, as you said I think they've underwhelmed in recent weeks like, but I think they're still kind of unknown quantities in in some sense so after Colorsi not playing this good yeah I think you're only the safe Ramanuoli choice yeah you yeah.
1: sure. um, yeah. Uh, I, I think there, there's a good chance of San Lorenzo winning this match. I'm sorry, Dan. Um, yeah, I I'm think like, that you I'm went like, with the safe fast. choice in most of the matches.
0: You always go to the safe one, but it doesn't <laughs> usually pay off. Very rarely, you no. Know, four out of ten is my average, I think. So, <laughs> but yeah, Romagnoli could be back for San Lorenzo after something like eight or nine months out, um, which could be a very big return for them in the medium term, it, rather yeah. than just this match. Um, it, it, it could be enormous for them. In, in terms of their, uh, their own standings Of course the more they can win Although they're not really in re- relegation danger now The more they can win this year Puts them in a better position for next season's championship Indeed um, So that's your lot listeners uh, It's been another fairly lengthy podcast God we've been recording nearly two hours um, As was last week's Next week is going to be a very special occasion indeed We're going to be recording with uh, Hopefully with, with Seba um, Possibly hopefully with, with Mariano uh, and we're going to be recording with Asla Joel unfortunately is unlikely to be able to make it But Australian Dan is hoping to make an appearance on Skype uh, Because of course it's the 100th episode of Panda Pot. So thank you very much for listening to the first 99 If indeed you have listened to all of them And we hope you have a, a wonderful week Enjoy the football this weekend And we shall be back next week uh, with a bit of a, a party going on So thank you very much from uh, special guest Santiago Thank you, guys. a pleasure having you back. Thank you for uh, from English time. Thank you very much. And thank you and goodbye from me. Goodbye. <laughs>